you don't have to be a robot to realize that nowadays numbers are the lifeblood and being able to read those numbers like a doctor, right, a business specialist is able to do is going to be critical if you want to be able to get to the levels in which you want to get to in your life and in your business. This episode is going to be all about data-driven decision-making. It's weird how much I love this episode, and I'm really excited to share with you everything that we can. This is the Gen Ed Show. Welcome back. Welcome and welcome back. This episode is all about data-driven decision-making, and I'm really excited to go into this with you guys because the moment that I really got into this concept is the moment that my entire business and life started to really change. So again, this is the information age, right? Knowledge literally is power. You know, also the same way land is power as it was in the feudal times. Information age, knowledge, we get the idea. So the thing is we don't need... uh, power, right? We just need the knowledge because with more knowledge, we can make better decisions and that's going to be able to create what we want to create in our businesses. This is important for setting projections. This is important for setting metrics. This is important for obviously getting the results you want. I'll say it again, as I said in the intro, results measured equals results gained. The, the simple ability to be aware of what is going on in your business for the same reason, just being able to be aware of what's going on in your mind, in your body, right, in, in your heart, in your spirit, in your essence, just the simple ability of awareness will dramatically change your outcomes, okay? So with it, I want to share with you all a story. This is a story that I actually got from a book. It's uh, right there somewhere. Um, it's called How Not to Be Wrong, The Power of Mathematical Thinking. And it's by Jason uh, Jordan Ellenberg. And so he starts out, first episode, and frankly, (laughs) I don't like math. At least I used to not like math. And ever since reading this book, completely changed my worldview. So this is a story about Abraham Wald. He was born 1902 in Romania. Talented mathematician, like prodigy from the start. You just kind of knew he was going to spring straight into numbers, no problem. So he went into the University of Vienna, and then he ended up helping fight the Nazis during World War II. So what was going on during, obviously, World War II, there were dogfights or uh, airplane battles. And the the thing is, is that you want to be able to figure out, because when it comes to war, how you can have just a few less planes going down right shoot a few more of their planes out of the sky right be able to have just a little bit more ammo a little bit more fuel everything is really you know in inches and in percentages you know percentage points so abraham wald came in and at the time they were having a really big problem because they would have a bunch of airplanes get shot out and they were trying to put armor all over the plane to try and obviously make sure that it doesn't get shot out of the sky but the thing is, is that at what point you know, do you stop putting on armor because eventually it was getting too heavy? And so because it got too heavy, they had to try and figure something out. Abraham came in, and when they started looking at everything, they would look at diagrams and see, 
where were the bullet holes? You know, what hit and where? And they'd see it all in these different places and parts of the plane, like places you can imagine, the wing, maybe through the cockpit and the uh, pilot manages to survive, you know, maybe through, through the back tail wing, uh, you know, a lot of different places they can get hit, obviously, and so there's bullet holes. So then Abraham, with just a simple question, ends up solving the problem. We understand where the bullet holes are. What about where are the bullet holes not? You know, again, I'll say that. Not where are the bullet holes, but where are they not? Okay, why is it that of these planes that are coming back that we're looking at, like these planes have bullet holes in these places and they don't seem to have bullet holes in other places? Okay, so then if we're trying to figure this out, what about the planes that didn't come back? Where were the bullet holes on those planes that couldn't fly back home? And so with that, they started to said notice, oh wait, actually the bullet holes that aren't there are in places like where the engine is or where the fuel solage is, you know, critical places uh, for the plane. So they started obviously to armor that in those different places and that ended up being a pretty big help when it came to dogfights uh, dog during World War II and Abraham is a very uh, good example of this. So I say this because, for example, if you're in sales, you look at, or heck, even as an athlete, you look at Michael Jordan, right? You look at the, the, the absolute best when it comes to any sport. You've got your Tom Brady's, right? And you've got these people when they're looking at the stat sheets, they're not looking at the plays, you know, that they did a good job or they scored either buckets <laughs> or touchdowns. You know, this is going to be where they missed, right? The plays that they didn't make it, where they didn't score the touchdown where that wasn't the three and it, they didn't have a buzzer beater right the places where they had the error not as a pessimist because they're not dwelling on it but they're looking for the areas of opportunity right where the bullet holes aren't right hey obviously i understand this is working what's not how can i get one percent better how can i be five percent better right because what we're really talking about guys and the purpose to data data driven decision making is that it's for winning Okay, you're not going into business to just lose? <laughs> probably not. You're probably putting a lot of risk. You know, you're risking a lot in whatever you're doing. And so when you are risking time, when you are risking money, you are risking energy, what else if not to win? Okay, and so we need to understand these numbers and we need to make data driven decisions because we're emotional creatures at the end of the day. We're not perfect. Most of our memories aren't even legit. Most of them, right? Each day that goes by, the memories that you have from the day prior are like 50% less, okay? And most of our memories end up becoming fabricated to fit narratives that we want. So if we're not being objective to reality through numbers, well, that's where you get a bottlenecked business where everything rides on that one talented person who just kind of has that it factor There's no replicability to that. How do you scale that? You don't. So this is why <coughs> math is such a big deal. Tracking stats is such a big deal. Keeping KPIs, 
key performance indicators, having your metrics, right? Following the averages, following the stats. Like this is so, so necessary. If you're unwilling to look at the numbers, I, I don't know what to tell you. For example, when it comes to having capital in your business, the number one thing that I did that absolutely changed my ability to not just earn money, but to just really get what I wanted financially, if that difference in sentences makes any sense, was that I went into my bank app, into all my bank apps, for all the different checking accounts, and I made sure, because uh, if you're anything like I was, I had a lot of resistance when it came to checking my bank account. You know, I, I knew that there was probably money in there, especially when I was in college. <laughs> I figured there was money in there until you keep swiping. Yeah, there should be something, and then you get hit with a decline. And you're like, ah, oh, okay, <laughs> right? Because you weren't paying attention because you didn't want to look at the numbers, me. <laughs> and, well, you end up feeling it, right? Because if you go back to one of the episodes <clears throat> where I talk about personal finances, when it comes to budgeting, it comes to your business, it comes to your life and your time. You know, if you're not paying attention and deciding to where things are going, you're going to spend all your time finding out where they went. And that's no fun. I promise if you don't already realize that for yourself so anyway I went to these bank apps and I went and I set it up so that I had every single day morning and evening a text message with my current balance starting of the day ending of the day text message email make sure that I definitely see it right and so that this way I can't help but look at it and I know where I'm starting at and where I'm ending and I can become aware to how much I'm really spending every day and that's gonna be a huge deal for yourself because then what I also did was added on alerts anytime I had a transaction over a hundred dollars right so then this way when I now have employees I'm used to already having the practice of different alerts so that I can hand different cards to different employees for them to be able to do the things that they want to do and then there's limits and with that notifications if things are over going in certain places so that this way as well as an owner I can allocate my funds and make data-driven decisions. I don't have to guess anymore. Why guess? <laughs> now I can wake up every day and I already know what I'm going to be doing. And with enough data over enough time, you'll know exactly what you can and will be doing for the next year if you're willing to pay attention. So the thing is, is that you want to take out the human error, <coughs> okay? Because at the same time, what we're also talking about and hopefully what I can help you in through this show is figuring out how to earn six and seven figures from your own business and then obviously scaling either multiple businesses or obviously from there scaling that business so the point is with data-driven decision-making and why it's so critical is because this is gonna help you become a millionaire because also a lot of people for whatever reason will say they want to be a millionaire but do you actually really want it because at the same time less than 10 percent of people actually have a plan have some numbers written down that say this is how I'm gonna earn that right because for example if you want to earn a million dollars a year okay let's break it down per month that's eighty three thousand three hundred and thirty four dollars if you obviously round out the cents because it just goes thirty three 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 so <clears throat> from there let's say that you have a really high-powered active income job that you just really enjoy and that's why you continue to work it and you're earning 30 grand a month. And then let's say that you can build two more businesses that each earn 10 grand a month. 
and then you can have another main business that generates another 30 grand a month. Uh, then let's say you had investments that only totaled five grand a month. That's 85 grand a month, right? 30 plus another business of 30 plus two more at 10 grand a month, right? So then that would be 20, 30, 30, 20, 80, another five grand from whatever basic investments that can obviously be higher or greater than the last 300, $3,334. That's a million dollars a month. Or obviously you can consolidate into one business you can just do it over two. You cannot work for somebody and just focus on your own businesses. And so maybe instead you have three businesses that generate $83,334. I hope what you're seeing is just, have you done the math? Do you actually know what you need to do to get there? Do you see how it breaks up? Do you see how it splits up? For example, if you were going to run a coaching business online, okay? Very simple math for you. If you have clients for, say, three grand a month, and let's say you have them on a, let's say for a thousand dollars a month, and then with that you have them on a three-month commitment. Then from there, <coughs> every client, if you can get one paying client per month, as long as you get one paying client per month, then over three months from now, you'll be earning three grand per month recurring, as long as you can just consistently have one human coach with you. So <coughs> the point is then you can scale, but you have to have some numbers so you can understand what starts to become possible. Because the worst thing that I'll ever see is analysis by paralysis, or paralysis by analysis, right? <laughs> and this is where you have someone who's doing too many numbers, too, too much like learning, right? It's like, hey, at what point, you know, and this is what I want to tell you, there is a point, but at what point do you put down the books and start taking the action? Okay, because the numbers are only numbers and we want to turn them into projections because the difference between numbers and projections is you actually taking action. You see? Numbers are just numbers. With action, they become projections. I like projections <coughs> because projections become results. I don't just like numbers on a paper. But again, <coughs> data-driven decision-making is going to be a critical facet and a fundamental piece to your business. And take advantage, there's so much technology nowadays, how do you not keep track? Google spreadsheets, like easy, man, come on. <laughs> it's simple, it's simple. So, you know, this is especially um, for myself what uh, drove me to want to build a tracking business. Because one, just kind of noticing supply and demand, uh, but the other part of it being the passive income side that can come through this, when you start to look at the numbers. It's just really boring, but the numbers are pretty exciting. When you start to see what you're looking for, because that's a very critical piece. When you want to be able to live a better life, I mean, all we're talking about is if there's $90 trillion in the global, $89 trillion in the global market, global market cap, I mean, can, can you just get like 0.0001% of that? I'm honestly not sure what the number is, but you get my point, right? We don't need a lot, but there's a lot just floating right there. So it's just a matter, can we grab up? Can we figure out what the language is of the clouds of money? And can we figure out how to understand that language? Follow the trends <laughs> like a meteorologist for money. You know, and, and that's really what, what we're hap what's happening. 
You know, you're starting to collect data so that you can start to see trends in your business and the actions that you take. This is what split testing is. If you're a marketer, you've probably heard this before. If you're new to marketing and you haven't heard this before, let me introduce you. Split testing is where you have, and this is also if you're in psychology, you know, you do anything in a science related field, this is like what sample sizes are for, these are what studies are, right? Uh, split tests are you do one thing and then you see how that performs and then you change a little bit of it and you see how they perform you know juxtaposed or compared to each other and then you start to split right and you just keep splitting <coughs> as you keep testing and this is how people just start to become one percent better because that's ultimately what we're talking about <coughs> you know can you be one percent better just each day one percent better than the version of you yesterday seriously can you imagine what would happen one percent better not a big deal just literally one percent better that's like if you never do a push-up could you do one more push-up each day you know could you do one more push-up each day could you do one more sit-up could you do one more two-second plank <laughs> I don't know, right? But could you be just 1% better than you were the day before, right? And when we're tracking this data, big things will happen, and I'll explain to you what could happen. For example, if you know who Benjamin Franklin is, I read his biography, and hands down, the dude is incredible, or was incredible, right? <laughs> and one of the things I absolutely loved is that he literally kept a tracker. He, he would track himself his fitness, his health, his eating, his diet, you know, how much time he was spending uh, writing, how much time he was spending reading, how much time he was spending sketching, you know, the, the <laughs> and he was very meticulous to track all the data of who he was. You know, he was basically the most like well data pointed person uh, when it came to at least himself. Uh, granted, I can read more biographies of more people, but Benjamin Franklin was the first one I thought of. And <laughs> he uh, is a great example to what can become data, what data-driven decision-making can do. And that's like an old-timey example. You already just look at all the millionaires and billionaires. I promise you, they can tell you exactly the numbers that you want to hear. So especially if they talk to an investor, got to know your numbers, man, right? So with it <coughs> this way, you know, everything is, is a matter of relativity because I remember at one point when like $10,000 a month used to scare me, the idea of earning that much, let alone having that much in expenses. And, and, but that's a part of it. <laughs> you know, part of earning a lot more income is obviously going to lead to a level of more expenses. You now are taking on a tremendous more amount of responsibility. That sentence didn't fully make sense, but um, <laughs> point in it being is that I, and this is again bringing in the trucking business that I started, I did this because I wanted to have something that was basic and boring. I don't want to reinvent the wheel. I just want to get the numbers. I just want to get the, the, the one credit backing, two, the income, uh, three, the passivity to it, right? Because, I mean, it's not not like a subjective art form <laughs> it's trucking you know same thing if you wanted to get into an atm business or a vending machine business right or any sort of those types of businesses and you can kind of see where i'm going at um and i really liked this it made a lot of sense i happen to have good resources and connections um of quality humans that would like like we are a great team 
I can tell you that. At Cavemen Trucking, we are a great team. And so that obviously made that piece a little bit easier. The supply chain crisis and all of these aspects, law of supply and demand, how could you not take advantage? And more specifically, hard assets. You know, especially when nowadays we're talking about following the data points, follow the CPI, you know, consumer price index, and how things are actually fluctuating in the real market, right? That $90 trillion or $89 trillion I was talking about, uh, not all of it is obviously <coughs> coming through the US, at least for myself and the numbers I care to look at most often. But look at it for yourself, whatever you're involved in, right? Pay attention to the trends, follow the numbers. There's so much data out there and when you're able to, you can take advantage of those places when society is asking for more of something. So you can get involved and take advantage, right? And then when you help people, you get paid for helping. And that's the whole idea. And that's what data-driven decision-making will allow to become possible for you. When you really start to own that as a frame of mind, you know, to make your life easy. You know, don't fight the numbers. So with it, you know, it's all a matter of relativity. You might just need to get started with something that's only 50 bucks or 100 bucks. If you can, leverage, right? So that this way, use capital, put in 100 grand, put in the 200 grand, put in the million dollars. Whatever you're trying to do, obviously follow your numbers. I'm sure if you're putting a million dollars into something, you're probably paying attention to the numbers. Um, so <coughs> with it, I know for myself and hopefully the same for you, I just want freedom. And so I follow what the numbers tell me. I hope that this perspective on data-driven decision-makings and the way that you go about your life ends up being really helpful. I hope you go crush it. And with that, choose freedom over fear every single day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe and share the show to everyone that you know and love. It's how we grow and hopefully we continue to bring you value every single time. So. We'll see you next time.